Yo, Superdome, happy Thursday. I think we're a Thursday show now, maybe. Yeah, I'll say it. We're a Thursday show now for the foreseeable future. Posted on Wednesday after posting shit. Two shows on Tuesday and another show on Monday. It's just uh, becoming a bit much. Listen, we've got the uh, Dragon Ball movie thing in full swing. We've started to record those. We did the first one the other day with Brandon. But of course, um, Brandon, not only, you know, just kind of getting comfortable on the microphone and slipping back into old habits, did he have to talk about Godzilla? (laughs) But uh, it's the first time we chatted in probably like over six months. Um, That sounds about right. Maybe even longer, maybe closer to a year texted and shit, but not actually sat down to record a podcast. I forget when the last one we did was. Uh, Anyway, you're going to hear a a nice Godzilla side tangent um, that, like, seriously, we got 15 minutes into the first Dragon Ball movie, The Curse of the Blood Rubies, and all of a sudden, Godzilla. So uh, you're going to hear a little bit of a preview of that episode, although I'm going to cut the 30 minutes of Godzilla talk in the middle of it to keep it a little bit more cohesive. So that's the podcast this week. Um, I was hoping for more leaks for Dragon Ball Super Chapter 73. No official scans that were leaked. The only things that came out were a few days back. Going to be a very action-heavy chapter. Looks like Granola, uh, unsurprisingly, is going to be... Uh, Consistently having the upper hand on Goku. So, see what that means? You know, uh, seems like there's some magic going on with that boy. Like Granola, crunchy bitch. What else? Loki episode two. It's weird that they uh, have such a weird buddy cop thing going. I guess not really buddy cop, because they're not cops. I guess Mobius would be the cop, and Loki's like, uh... oh, it's like, it's like Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine having a team up with the Pontiac Bandit, Craig Robinson's character. That kind of vibe. It's very funny. I did not expect this show to be so funny. Um, what else do I like about that show? Good Loki? I don't know. We'll see how this goes, I guess. I'm still not 100% sure what the show is going to be. Episode two leaves us in a very interesting place, but it feels like, uh, I feel like I'm watching good Loki try to make good on things. And it's, uh, a little bit of a leap because this is evil Loki. So that's about as spoiler free as I can remain without, Ruining shit for people. Hey, we started that Discord server. So links are in the show notes if you want to go join the Super Dope Discord. We've got channels to talk about the Dragon Ball manga, uh, the My Hero Academia stuff that we're covering, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe shit. Uh, And we're also going to be doing movie watch-alongs. We did one last week. It didn't go as well as I'd hoped, but I've kind of reworked some things to maybe have the next one we do. Uh, be a little bit better. So I'm not sure when we're going to do the second one sometime next week, maybe next Wednesday or Thursday night. Who knows? Maybe we'll just wait for the weekend, but go join the Discord server. I'll make an announcement in there when we expect to do it, and then you can make sure that you're around to watch and uh, 
you know, hang out. Discord. I'm old. I haven't learned more shit about Discord in the last week. Just makes me feel older. All right. So I'm going to shut up. That's enough rambling. I've uh, almost five minutes now. So I will let the tape roll on the weird Godzilla tangent that Brandon and I went off on the other day. Mostly about like Godzilla Kong stuff, but also he and I go off on some shit about people uh, secondary scalping, second put, putting toys on the secondary market. I, I don't know how to talk today. So brief Godzilla history lessons scattered throughout. Boy is a, a wealth of knowledge. Also, also, he stopped in the middle of the conversation to do some Godzilla shopping on Amazon in real time. Because that's how dedicated dude is. If you want to hear an early version of our coverage of uh, Curse of the Blood Rubies, the first Dragon Ball movie, uh, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. Speaking of, new patron, Jacob Peterson. Coming into the $25 tier like a goddamn madman. I, I can't say thank you enough for the people who every once in a while get down on those tiers and throw us a couple of extra bucks. Um, honestly, I'm using that money to uh, boast, uh, boost, boast, boost Facebook ads. That's right. Last week, I got a lot of weird shit done, including Discord and a new Facebook page. So go follow the Facebook page. Links are in the show notes. It's uh, Super Dope Pods. So if you just want to look it up on Facebook, it would be at Super Dope, P-O-D-S. And that's the page where I'll be promoting Super Dope Plus Ultra and Dragon Ball Super Dope from here on out. But Jacob, just know that that $25 getting all sorts of fucking weirdos to like the Super Dope Facebook page. So I appreciate you supporting us. I appreciate you jumping to the Discord, hanging out with us, chatting this week. And uh, yeah. Good, good times. Going to be doing the manga review with Leonard and I think Marcus next Tuesday. That'll be Q, chapter 73. And yeah, all right, word. I've rambled a ton and none of it was good. So here's some slightly better rambling with, uh, with Brandon. Talk to you soon. Super dope. They do a nice job, too, of, like, because then we have to meet Oolong, which uh, leads us to Puar Yamcha. Yamcha. There's this. Like, the, immediately. Even before the even before the Oolong thing, there's a, a sequence where the dra- they're, they're landing, Pasta and Bongo are landing at Goku's uh, house to yeah. capture that Dragon Ball. And they have the conversation, like, oh, I can't fly after that. I can't fly. And they bust out the Hoi Poi capsules, get in the plane. It's it's very uh, Goku eventually saves her by throwing the Nayobo and like yeah. strings her up through her shoulders and she pisses all over the place. Like that's really an episode of Dragon Ball. Like that's the third episode of Dragon Ball right there. Yeah. Except it's not somebody in a plane trying to snatch a Dragon Ball. It's like a giant I pterodactyl think it's a dragon or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they do a cool job of still keeping the spirit of it, some of the same exact story beats. And in some cases it's like slightly altered but still keeps the spirit of it, which I love, I felt like I watched the first eight episodes within 50 minutes today. Yamcha's afraid of girls. It's great. Yeah, who would have thought?
And it's almost you know? like uh, he's got his own ambitions. Once he learns about what the Dragon Balls are, um, he wants to uh, get to Muten Roshi's house before they do. So yeah. we, we're kind of we're kind of skipping ahead. The way in which these two stories intersect, Oolong's doing his pervy thing, right? He's a yeah. big red giant demon out in the woods trying to get six year old girls to marry him, and uh, Bulma and Goku accidentally stumble upon this weird scene. Oolong decides, uh, all right, never mind. Bulma's here. She's much more attractive. Uh, like, a, yeah, so you're going to marry me now. And the fight between Goku and Oolong, or the fight, quote unquote, between Goku and Oolong kicks off. Same sort of beats, you know, big scary demon changes into the samurai with the ramen bowl. And then, a, what, the robot? Uh, yeah, the, the robot samurai with the ramen bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turns into a bat and, and flies away. I bet you can't even knock this tree down. I love, I love the quiet confidence of little kid Goku. One yeah. of my favorite things about him, a lot of people will say like the innocence and how dumb he is, but like, I honestly just love how sure of himself he is. It's one of my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd make a great character in like a Godzilla or a Gamera movie. Uh, okay, P- pitch me on Goku being in a Godzilla movie. Go for it. So there's a Godzilla movie called Godzilla's Revenge where the little boy, Ichiro, who is the main character, has to learn how to uh, defend himself and, and stand up for himself. And over the course of the movie, he figures out how through the help of Godzilla and his son. So it would be cool to have another movie that had a strong child character, but this time be much stronger. So know? that way, instead of just being like, Fuck you, bullies. He could be like, fuck you, Gamera. I'm going to punch you in the face. Godzilla taught me about this. That's hot. I actually appreciate that. So you and I, I'll call you out now. A couple of weeks ago, Uh-oh. I, uh, <laughs> yep, it's going to get ugly. A couple of weeks ago, I did a weird episode for Super Dope Ooh. where I got a voicemail from new super fan, Victor, who okay. called you Brian, super fan. Hello. <laughs> uh, but I also let a conversation that I did for the Just Stuff League. You know those guys, sort of. Um, yeah. At least you know Joel, who's like the fourth guy on now. But Absolutely. We did um, we did a conversation a couple of months back when the movie first came out about Godzilla versus Kong. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, we talked about a lot of the different things that... It wasn't specifically about the film, but we did do a lot of like... Because it's, it's guys from Antiques Roadshow who like appraise yeah. shit and values all day. Um, you know, like what are the differentiations between the market for Godzilla toys and King Kong stuff? The, you know, why is it so much more mm. valuable for certain things for King Kong versus Godzilla? And it's been yeah. an ugly few months, man. Do you mean in terms of since the movie came out, you, uh, in terms of the toys? Oh, all right. Go ahead. So from my perspective, um, this is the first movie that I think had a really aggressive marketing campaign in terms of toys. Um, the last one, Godzilla versus King of the Godzilla King of the Monsters, had some cool toys. Um, you know, I got the twelve inch because I got the twelve inch from the first date, you know, or fourteen inch, whatever. The NECA, um, right? That we're talking about? No, no. So at the time, Bandai America, I was thinking making them, and then before the movie came out, Playmates got the license, mm-hmm. and. 
you know, they released a couple figures, Shin Godzilla, I think, um, Gigan Destroya, and maybe Space Godzilla, one other one. Um, and they did not look great compared to, say, other toys. And a lot of people bitched, and, oh, Playmates is ruining Godzilla, it fucking sucks, this is awful. So, whatever, so the new movie comes out, and, you know, they release Godzilla toy, Kong toy, Skullcrawler, um, eventually Warbat, and then after the movie came out, they released Mechagodzilla as well. And I got, like, one or two of the Godzilla toys, and then the movie came out, and all the new figures came out, including, um, really cool Hong Kong Godzilla and Hong Kong King Kong. Where What's the difference between Hong Kong Godzilla and non-Hong Kong Godzilla? Does he just have like some neon overtones yes. painted on him? A yes. fucking course, dude. It's I... friggin' dope! It's friggin' dope! Anyway, um, all of a sudden, shit just blew up, and like, scalpers are going in and buying this shit. Like little kids' toys. These are like toys for like six-year-olds. Yep. And jacking up the prices. Yep. So you would like, you would see the new Mechagodzilla toy on Facebook Marketplace or whatever. That shit is rare, man. Toys. And yeah, it was like, they'd be like 40 bucks. And it was like, I just wanted to put on my desk at work or like, I just wanted to like sit on so my amp at home. It's 40 bucks at, on Facebook Marketplace. How much would you have bought it for at retail? Like 10, 15 bucks? I believe I spent 14 on it. Yeah. So. You know, pretty, I mean, pretty I got decent size markup, but even like yesterday. So yesterday I had to run some errands before work. I had to get a water bottle. Um, Godzilla versus Kong came out on DVD. So I was like, oh, I'll pick that up. Hell yeah. Went by the toys, not a single um, regular size Godzilla toy. And maybe one of each of Kong and Godzilla for the big ones. It was insane. And it's like, I don't know how much of this is like trade with China because of the pandemic versus secondary you know, market people shit. still like yeah but and i couldn't get the dvd either they didn't even have the dvd want to know what drives me bananas about people who do that shit on the secondary market sure and i say this from a place of not as somebody who does that but as somebody who is in social media groups with those people specifically like yeah i collect fucking old dragon ball toys and stuff i'm in a yeah. bunch of weird different Vintage toy groups, new toy groups, plastic crack collector groups is what they're kind of showing. Yeah, yeah, for. yeah. Um, there is like a very serious uh, mentality amongst those people. Yeah. Where if you don't do shit like that, too bad, so sad. The ones that you won't buy, I'll buy. And I don't care that I'm going to turn around and sell them for a markup. That's just business, yeah. baby. Yeah. And it's like at a certain point, I, I, I kind of get that you're like looking at it from a business mentality, but... Well, it's like, just such a toxic thing to to have that mentality be so rampant yeah. and have like the like you should see like the people who share intel in those groups sometimes like oh the, this target in this area of this state yeah. has blah 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 and I just went and you know grabbed these they have A B and C left like they all communicate to do this shit like it's a concerted yeah. effort in oh, a lot yeah, of cases. Yeah, yeah. But well, and, they like, kind of just double down on the arrogance of it. Like, fuck you. If you don't want to do that, I'll do it. I don't care. Like, I mean, I even saw it in my Newport Walmart where, like, dude had, like, two or three Godzillas in his hands. And I'm, like, if if I walked in and I saw the Godzilla toy I wanted. Now, mind you, these, are, again, are Playmates toys. So they're not NECA. They're certainly not SH Monster Arts. They're not X+. Plus. 
or even Billiken or Bullmark, excuse me. These are like Playmates kids' toys. Now, I want them just because I love Godzilla. And who doesn't want a fucking purple and blue Godzilla? It's badass. Hell yeah. But if the last one was there and there's this little kid who's like, that's going to be my first Godzilla toy, I'd give it to him in a heartbeat. Yeah, because you're not a fucking piece of shit and trying to make kick a buck. His fucking ass. I'm <laughs> yeah, here you go, kid. You want this? Um, Boom! Like, I'm not gonna be like a a dick and like if this kid has the opportunity to get into Godzilla through this toy, like I did, go for it. Hell but yeah. I'm not gonna buy like ten of them and be like, haha! Oh, your kid wants one. Oh, it's Turbo Time, and like sell it for forty five bucks. My you know? horn can pierce the sky. Like, it's yeah. so like for example, um. And this is shameful, I'll admit it. In my 31 years of loving Tokosatsu and, and Kaiju Ega, I finally bought my first Gamera figure. So this is kind of how we got off on this tangent, was in yeah. the Just Stuff League episode, one yeah. of my dudes swore up and down that he, one of his, his favorite movies from back in the day, Creature Double yeah. Feature shit, was Godzilla versus Gamera. And I had to be like... No, it isn't, because that movie doesn't exist. Exactly. And we thought about it on the episode. Like, I had to Google it live and be like, let's, I found, let's. like, a fan film trailer or something. Oh, where yeah. I, for a second, I was like, ooh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. But it's it's Gamera versus some big, tall, green monster who's very obviously a stand-in for Godzilla, but it's, like, something with a T. Titanus, not Titanosaurus. Either way, I just wanted yeah. to. What'd you think of Kong well, versus Godzilla? Did you you must have liked it? Hold on, hold on. Well, yeah, let's do let's one at a time. Hang on. All right, all right. Godzilla is Toho, yeah, and Gamera is Dai. Yes, and this is something oh. that we went down the road of as exactly. well. And okay. for a minute, I thought it was I thought it was Toei, but it's not Dai. No, yes, I'm just proud to finally have a Gamera figure. But, but Toei didn't own Toei didn't buy the rights to it in the '90s, right? Correct. It's still, I think. it's still Dai. Yeah, I think so. Okay, for some reason in my there brain, I thought they been... did the Gamera trilogy in the 90s. They did. The first... To Toei did or Daie did? Daie did, I think. Okay. For first some one reason came in out in 95. Brain, I... Okay, I thought it was earlier than that. Cool. And I still haven't seen 2 and 3, but I've heard that they're probably better than all the 90s Godzilla movies. I mean, what are we competing against in the 90s? Like, Final... No, Final Wars is 2004. What... Uh, uh, GMK is 91, right? Nope. That's 2001. Uh, GMK is that late? Oh, I don't know why I have it so off. So you have what's considered the high Hasey series is Godzilla Returns, which is 1984. It's technically not the Hasey, but uh, Godzilla versus Violante is 89. Yep. You have Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, 91. 92 is Mothra. 93 is um, Mechagodzilla. 94 is Space Godzilla. And 95 is Destroya. I might be off by one year. It might be 90 to 94, I think, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. See, this is good. We, we got you back in for a Dragon Ball movie and to and give bonus. us a brief history lesson on Godzilla. But right. Kong of Godzilla versus Kong, thumbs up, thumbs down, somewhere in the middle. Oh, absolutely. Thumbs up. Why thumbs up? Godzilla movie. And he won. Good enough answer for me, man. I was I would have what? accepted two giant monsters kicking the shit out of each hold other. On. But... Hold on, hold on. Uncle Joe Biden has something to say about this. 
I mean, I Godzilla obviously won that whole uh, exchange. I'll I'll give you a second. When oh, you absolutely. Pull it up, Here but... we go. This is why it was such a good movie. And the meme says, "Oh, it's a sound." Guess what? Crazy economy benefits everybody. Curbs nobody. Right. I I couldn't hear it that well. It grows the economy. It grows the economy. Godzilla does grow the economy. Godzilla vs. Kong was the first blockbuster of the pandemic. I was so proud. It made me weep. Yeah, it is is good to to feel seen as a Godzilla fan, for sure. So, this next statement. Kong was the, the emotional center of that movie, though. This may shock you. Okay. This was the best Kong movie I've ever seen. Uh, I guess I'd have to agree with that only because I don't know that I've ever seen any other King Kong movies. Uh, that's not true. I saw the one back in the day, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, yeah. I did not see Kong Skull Island. That's a good one. That's a good one. So I think the connection between Kong and Gia was the best part of the movie. Um, I think that so the first one first time i saw it i saw it like twice in 48 hours first time i saw it i was like oh they kind of make godzilla out to be a dick and then the second time i saw it i was like he is a dick it's pretty badass he is kind of a dick yeah he fucks with kong man and it's badass i'm like there's clearly a winner in this one um so i love it for that too but that said it was very much more a Kong movie than a Godzilla movie. Yeah, honestly, they could have cut out the Godzilla human storyline altogether. All that shit yeah. with Paperboy and Millie Bobby Brown. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have left all of that alone and not had any of that, and it still would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was smart of them to put the emotional center around King Kong because yeah. how the hell do you have a deaf girl have that sort of connection with Godzilla? Well, and likely, too, they're going to continue his story as opposed to Godzilla's. You don't think that Legendary will make another Godzilla movie? You think they will make... You think they'll make, like, a King Kong Hollow Earth movie before they make another Godzilla movie? I'm not sure because I'm not sure where the contract lies at this stage. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, feel like, I feel like it's probably done and, and up. Like, that's very, why they did everything with uh, with King of the Monsters for that last movie. It was like yeah. this is our chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and on top of that, Japan has already finished airing the new Godzilla cartoon series, Singular Point or anime series. Excuse me. We get it. I think June twenty fourth on Netflix. So um, it's a series like they have the Godzilla Netflix, but it's like three movies, like hour ish movies. Not right? this time. It's 13 episodes. And hmm. I believe they're 23 minutes like standard issue. Um, I have purposefully been trying to avoid it because I want to watch it untainted. I already have the Godzilla toy for the series and he looks pretty wild. I know already that like Shin Godzilla. Have you seen Shin yet? Nope. I've seen lots of clips of Shim and how and how goofy and shit it looks. Oh no, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. And the evolution. So in singular point there's an evolution too. And then I have the Anguirus figure and a new Megalon on order from Japan. Very cool. Figure. Yeah. Um oh man, you you 
Shin is, I to me, one of the best Godzilla movies. It sounds like we have to do a podcast about Shin Godzilla. Watch it a couple times. Yeah, it's at least a couple of times too before I'm able to talk about it. So here, here's how I will throw it down to you. Because I I know what you've watched so far and you know whatnot. It's a boring movie. However, if you watch it like the first movie, you know how you know how important it is. How what their message was. Shin to me is the one that has hit closest to that. Because it was two years after Fukushima, so I think the, it was a little bit more, but yeah. So the re- it's sort of like a the same ish sort of message, but updated yeah. sixty years and, later. And the benefit that they have is instead of instead of focusing on the creation of Godzilla and and its. How do I say? And it's kind of context. The moral is more focused on the human aspect. And Godzilla is the stand-in for Fukushima itself. So basically, this movie is like a weird documentary of watching how the government basically botches a nuclear disaster. But instead of it being about Fukushima, the catalyst is Godzilla. Does that make sense? Yeah, instead of the fallout of it being an actual nuclear event, it's Godzilla's growing and manifesting and attacking cities as this big, stupid-looking fish, and all of a sudden the fish is growing, and it's got this big, crazy tail now, and And look at its stupid eyes. I gotta say, the, the, when he reaches his final form, or last to final form in the movie, and he unleashes his full power, it's, it's pretty badass. I think the cool thing is, is it's not reinventing the first Godzilla movie, but it's it's carrying on the message in a modern context. And I think that, that was highly admirable and highly fascinating. You yeah. know, it would be like. It would be like almost like if America made a Godzilla movie, but the reaction would be how the government failed to to save New Orleans after Katrina or even during Katrina. But hmm. Katrina in the movie would be Godzilla. You've you've intrigued me. You've piqued my interest. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. that's where it is. But I, I love Kong versus Godzilla. Like I said, I was trying to buy it on DVD yesterday. Um, you know, I think I was just even watching it on the little screen before we we met up. You know, somebody said, "Oh, there's not enough substance in it," and it's like. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you, you know, I know substance for you're looking for in a Godzilla movie. I, yeah, I know which Godzilla movies to pay attention to the plot. And I know which Godzilla movies to kind of just, just watch it kind of half interestedly until the, the fight scenes or something exciting happen, you know? Even some of the Showa series bore me to death. Uh, one of my all-time favorites as a child is Godzilla vs. Gigant. You know, you gave me the poster. It's such a great poster. But the last time watching it, I was just so bummed out to see how much of the movie's just stock footage. 
and you know they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for that by then to, to, yeah you know. it's all about uh being cost effective and reusing yeah. stuff that you've already got on hand that you don't have to spend more money on and i think too part of the fun for me is like some of the hasty movies like godzilla versus face godzilla i will give a spoiler alert in my opinion that the poster art is better than the movie <laughs> that's a hell of a statement <laughs> yeah you know must be a really cool poster man i mean space godzilla is one of the most interesting and coolest looking characters to me but the movie just it's i've seen it maybe half a dozen times and i think i've only survived the whole thing once or twice it's it's just not i don't know you know but I'm not going to go and shit on it all day. I'm going to say, you know what? It's still a Godzilla movie, so it's still a good day. How did you feel about how they handled Mecha Godzilla and King Kong and, and Godzilla? I thought it was really badass. Did you? Like, it also kind of, in my opinion, in a way, con continues the legacy of the last, um, second to, I don't know. It's, it's complicated. Um, the Mechagodzilla they call Kiryu, which came out in the 2000, the Millennium series. Um, he was agile, he was fast, as opposed to kind of being a big, lumbering um, mech. Like, you know, the, in a way, the cool thing about watching Pacific Rim is, like, the Jaegers move with almost a speed that you would imagine something so big moving. Whereas Mechagodzilla in this movie was just, like, karate kicks and, like, it was badass. I, I thought it was a cool spin. And I think it will be a cool addition to the kind of legacy of Mechagodzilla's. You I know? don't think I don't think it was a bad way to do it. I, I yeah. guess I was just kind of freaked out by dude's seizure while, that he's having inside the skull of Ghidorah to power <laughs> the thing. That was a little well, like, I get it. You could stop coming in your pants now. Well, and, and that in a way was a cool homage in certain ways because... Mecha King Ghidorah, you know, later is used in the Hasty series to build like Mecha Godzilla. But, you know, using Mecha or King Ghidorah's brain or skull, I guess you could say, as a neurocenter, that was a cool concept. Because, in a way, even though Godzilla was fighting Mecha Godzilla, he was really fighting Ghidorah in a way. Yeah, it was like round two, except, uh, yeah, you know, with the uh, benefit of the humans. I think my one. And I realize that um, we've actually just recorded tomorrow's podcast over the last 20 minutes. So um, I think my only gripe with Mechagodzilla, and it's sort of almost like what I do with uh, what I had a problem with with WandaVision, like mm -hmm. without spoiling. I don't know. Did you watch WandaVision? And all oh, that yes. Stuff? We watched so, it like every single week. Yeah. It was like appointment viewing. It's so the first episode with Loki of Loki was really good last week, but yeah. Ever since WandaVision aired, I've had to make a concerted effort to not go down the rabbit hole too far of trying to come up with my own theories and how I think it'll end. Because with yeah. WandaVision, the way it ended was very, I'll say safe, yeah. I guess. Like, they put it at a point where they can basically pick it up and do anything with it going forward. Like when Terrence they... Howard looks at War Machine and goes, next time, Next baby. time, baby. <laughs> yeah, just like that. And then he never appears ever again. So with that sort of um, caveat to it, like I, I 
try to take that mentality into whatever I watch now. Yeah. With with Godzilla versus Kong, though, I knew Mechagodzilla was going to be involved pretty early on. We could yeah. tell from certain parts of the trailers, there was like certain shots that showed yeah. like this is obviously some technological shit going on, not Godzilla. My gripe with it was there are certain plot points that they're like Godzilla attacked this thing that we use to contain these giant monsters at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it and it when I watched that, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, quote unquote Godzilla attacked those things. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Probably, it was probably you guys doing an inside 9-11 job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mecha Godzilla, and you're just trying to you know raise the profile of the attack so that way you've got an excuse to go out and get Kong to be able to like yeah. but it was it was just Godzilla who I guess had a hunch that they were yeah. doing some weird experiments in that lab, so he attacked it. Like exactly. I don't know. I, so, I guess my own theory crafting sort of um, screwed me over there, but also I feel like my way of telling that story probably would have been a little bit cooler. So, I mean, there's two ways to look at it that way, too. Number one, it's been done already. So, in the original Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla in 1973, Godzilla begins attacking... Um, I forgot where he attacks. Hokai... Osaka, Tokyo, I forgot where he attacks. But you see Godzilla attack, but his, you know, I mean, to the average Godzilla fan, his face is madly fucked up. It's kind of <laughs> scary. Um, and then someone sees Anguirus get into a fight with Godzilla, and he goes, oh, that's weird. Anguirus is Godzilla's friend. Ho, ho, hey, hey. And it's later revealed that it's Godzilla's, it's Mechagodzilla in Godzilla's skin. Because Godzilla fights Godzilla at some point. It's a cool scene in an oil refinery. It's really And cool. I pictured the same kind of thing, but like yeah. they could have used Mecha Godzilla with like some Mysterio kind of hologram tech to be able to mimic the skin and the exactly. appearance of Godzilla. I guess the, the two ways you could look at it is it would have been a cool homage if they did do it. But at the same time, it, you could look at it as it's a cop out. They just literally lifted that from the original Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. You yeah, know. I guess, I guess, but I, I don't know. For the sake of telling a good cohesive story, it just doesn't make sense to me that Godzilla got a hunch one day that they were doing yeah. some fucked up experiments on King Ghidorah's head. I guess to make Mecha Godzilla at this facility. I don't know. Unless he, they're trying to speak to like the cosmic connection between King Ghidorah, who's from outer fucking space, and Godzilla, and then try to double down on that kind of weird connection, ancient mythological level connection between Godzilla yeah. and Kong, like. I don't know. Fucking pick a lane, man. Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla did that shit. Not real Godzilla. Before we move on from Godzilla and get back to this Dragon Ball movie, though, I do have a bone sure. to pick about a word you've used twice that I say very differently from you. And I only point it out because the I think advertisement? about. No. Are you British now? Is that what this is? No, I've always said advertisement. How do you say aluminum? Aluminium? Yeah. What the hell? What? Aluminium. What's the word I use twice? homage oh what did i say homage no i say homage is what i say oh oh yeah and i'm always like it's a word that you read more than you say out loud for for sure but uh there are certain words where i'm like i know that there are multiple pronunciations of it which one is the right one and you saying homage almost makes me want to change the way i say it because i trust you with things like that but also you're wrong and it's homage i mean and 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 certainly um, I, I say you just either homage or homage. I'm paying attention, I swear. I'm just trying to stock up on Godzilla materials on Amazon right now. 
What does that mean? Like you're trying to buy toys right now? No. Um, so I just ordered the um art the art book, like the the behind the scenes book of the movie. Cool, cool, cool. I have the King of the Monsters one, so I'm now this is the art of the ultimate battle royale. So it's all just concept concept pictures. So I'm getting that and um they also released companion um like companion um comic books oh nice monster verse titanology is that what that's yeah oh so that's not coming out until the 22nd but i got the godzilla one already um and then i'm gonna get the kong one godzilla was called dominion kong is kingdom kong and then i was gonna see if there's a novelization because um i guess there is a novelization but I, I guess from what I've been reading, a lot of the characters are fleshed out better in the novelization. Oh, you mean Paperboy, the podcaster who works for the organization that uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's like reporting like, out on his fucking podcast that's super popular? Alpha Male and his daughter. and Alpha Male and his daughter? Is that Kyle? Uh, Kyle, I fucking hate his guts no, from no, Blue Mountains. The, the fuck's the name of that guy? The slightly foreign man who works for He's the head of Alpha. Oh, 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 oh. Who's the guy that I hate? Kyle. He's in this movie. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Friday Night Lights. Fucking Chandler. He made King of the Monsters borderline unwatchable for me at points. He's not bad. Fuck that guy. He sucks. He's not mean. bad. And I mean it. And I mean it. Um, all right. Well, any more, any more Godzilla parting thoughts before we move back to Dragon Ball that'll um, air in July, not connected to this at all? Don't, don't hate, celebrate, or, Pride or Month. appreciate and appreciate all here in Pride Month. Yeah, we've been talking. I think this is like, uh, I think this makes three for three. I think this is the third podcast this month that we've mentioned. Three? Pride Month, but I did a, a radio show dedicated to Pride Month on Friday. Usually I bring up Pride Month in conjunction with how much I hate Carlton and how it doesn't make me a homophobe because I hate him for reasons that do not relate to him being gay, but to him being a shitty friend. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's how I celebrate Pride Month. I air out my gay best friend. <laughs> I'm going to hell. No. No, I just gotta, sure. I gotta send a quick pride text myself <laughs> to your boyfriend. Yes, gotcha. Hello. Got him. Is that Kelly? Yeah. Hello, Kelly. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's uh that's super dope for this week. Um. You. This is a preview side. This is a long side tangent of our. Dragon Ball Movie 1, Curse of the Blood Rubies coverage. That'll be coming out, I think, the week after the 3rd of July, 4th of July. It's bad that I say 3rd of July, because 3rd of July is the party day, but... Um, Side quest achieved. Yeah. How, how should we end this mini tangent of Godzilla? Thank you, Batman. Godzilla! There you go. That's how it ends. I like it.